systems are offline. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. The Pat and AJ Podcast. Well, because they got great banter. They jib-jab. Jib-jab, jib-jab, jib-jab. Pat and AJ. I feel like the conversation we've been having in the last five minutes is a lot more interesting than the shit they're talking about on the radio. Just moronic commentary and stupid sound effects, and it's just dumb. It doesn't make any sense. It's the Pat and AJ Podcast. Pat and AJ AJ's intimidated now. She thinks she needs to learn a bunch of languages after I let her dive into the statistics of every location that the Pat and AJ podcast has been downloaded in. I do not think I need to learn She's like zooming out. She's like, Africa, South America. There's a lot. I mean, there. I don't know how many people in those countries are listening, but somebody's listening. I mean, Somebody. it's, it's like worldwide. I had no idea people gave a shit. It's pretty wild, huh? It's pretty great. Thanks. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Of course, we got our sweet spots. That's right. We're talking to you, Michigan, Wisconsin. Yeah. But we're building in Arizona. We are. A little bit, a little bit. But we still got our friends in Grand Blanc and Central Wisconsin. All you folks up there. Across Wisconsin. Even some of my hooligans in Chicago. We have a big following in Chicago. But I also feel like that's because a lot of our friends, this is a true story. Like, just, you know, and when I say friends, I mean listeners, folks who've called the show, people we've met, whatever it is. Um, a lot of them end up uh, moving to Chicago because it is a, a hub of economic activity, yeah. right? And, you know, there's still, you know, Scannies or Michiganders at heart, but that's where they are. And then all of a sudden they're listening to the show. It's just wild, right? I mean, we came up doing this thing called radio. And you've got to understand, especially when I got into it, you were a little bit later, but when I got into it, like we weren't even streaming on the internet, no. yet, right? Like that was unfucking hurt. Like of. I remember my family was like, how can we listen? I'm like, drive to where yeah, we're right? at. Like I shit you not. My first tr- traditional FM radio job was in Joliet, was, uh, Joliet, Illinois, which is outside of Chicago, far enough to where it's not considered a burb, right? Which meant they kind of had their own low powered radio stations. And while you could hear all of the Chicago stations there, if you were in Chicago, you couldn't hear the Joliet stations. So my first little job on this itty-bitty Joliet station, I'd be living on the south side of Chicago trying to listen to myself because, of course, it was all pre-recorded, by the way. Sorry about that. Of course it was. In case you guys are wondering, we weren't actually doing live radio then. They figured out, even at that early stage, how we could have you record it and not pay you as much. Always figuring out how to not pay everybody. (laughs) But so I would go in, I would record these weekend shows on this little top 40 station in Joliet. And then I would drive back to Chicago and I'd do my regular job, but I'd want to hear myself. So I would drive around in in my car with uh, this girl I was dating at the time. And I'd say poor her, but she was kind of a pain. So, no, I'm glad she had to sit through it. But we'd sit through static. Oh, my God. Like, literally, I'd be scanning the dial, and you'd hear, like, little bumps of music. And I'm like, hold on, I think I talk after this song. Right? And, and like, you know, after that, the Internet came. And after the Internet came, uh, Satellite came. And after Satellite came, you know, apps and and, uh, Alexas and podcasts. And now it's weird because that traditional world of, like, we're broadcasting to you here now. It just doesn't exist anymore. No, it's very strange. I mean, it was it was strange when we were working on the radio because same thing. Like, you don't see people listening. That's not yeah. how it works. You just hope they do. And, I mean, that's – but it's easier now because, like, nobody pays us for this. So we can it just – It is way easier we're without actually, money. We pay, we pay <laughs> we to pay. have the podcast out there. So as long as it's not, you know, running yeah. us broke, I don't give a shit if nobody's listening. This is – we get to do this but every, twice are. a week. I know. It's crazy. So if you are one of those folks listening from far abroad, hey, I mean, maybe you're listening just to uh, learn English, right? 
That's how oh, they say. This is a bad podcast to learn. They English. say that. You ever hear that? A lot of immigrants say that. They're like, man, listen, how'd you learn it? They're like, I came here, I sat down, and I watched TV for six months well, yeah, straight. A lot of actors say that, like foreign, like British actors, yeah. actors with accents, they say they learn the American accent by watching TV. Watch yeah. TV. That's all you do. So maybe they're listening to us saying, listen, I'm getting ready to come to the States. I want to make sure I have a grasp of the language. I'm going to choose these two. And if that's true, holy shit. Sorry. No, it's pretty good because we talk fast and you have to we like do. you have to keep up with us. So if you can keep up with our conversation without losing place, then you're doing pretty good. You I can live in New York City and deal with that. I feel really bad because like I want to listen to other podcasts. I know people who that's all they listen to is podcasts. Yeah. And I find something super interesting, but then the podcast sucks and people like take you mean like like technical aspect or just like the way it's put together like there are people who are talking into a voice note on their phone and that's it sure um which under i understand i mean that is the the novelty of podcasts is that really anybody can do it and and so that's 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 fine but just from an audio standpoint because we're used to hearing bad audio there's no gatekeeping right there 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 but it's also the same thing like almost in music right like you used to have to get discovered get into a studio get a fancy producer now you can just upload videos of yourself yeah. to YouTube and TikTok and, now and you get got discovered. Billie Eilish and her brother in a fucking bedroom make a whole album. They become the biggest thing in the world. Plus people, I don't think people realize how long, it, how hard it is to speak long form. I think they just assume they can do it oh, and yeah. they don't do it well. They don't get to the point fast enough. They yeah. get sidetracked and I just, I, it's I terrible. Like, I can't listen to it. I feel like it's, um, which breaks my heart because there's a lot of subjects. I'm like, I bet that's yeah. a great podcast and it's actually a really shitty podcast. I feel like it's kind of the difference between you ever heard this and we know enough stand up comics where you probably have where they said there's uh, people who are funny. And then people who can make things funny. Yes. And they're very different. Where a stand-up comic or a comedy writer or whatever, they can make something funny. So they can go on stage and they can perform it. And then, you know, there's people in life that we all know that we're like, they're funny. Oh, he's a funny guy. But if you put that guy on a stage, he's just going to be like, yo, Hi. See, I feel like I'm that way. Like you are, you are. You're, you're funny. That's why you but, were a great sidekick in well, radio because yeah. you were the sidekick. But when I'm put on the spot, like I absolutely freeze. Yeah. I, no. If you're like, if you look at me and say, say something funny, I, I'm like, uh, how? There's a fart joke. How many people have we in our lives said, "Holy shit, they'd be funny on the air. They'd be funny in studio. They'd be so entertaining." And you get them there. It and doesn't work. No, that happened. But then you have them out in a bar, and it's like, oh, my God, you're so fucking entertaining. That happened a lot because every time a show would come to town, you know, whether it was a stand-up comic or a singer or I mm-hmm. don't know, just whatever, we'd have to interview them to, you know, promote their tour. Yeah. And some of these interviews were so bad. I'm like, I wouldn't buy it. You couldn't pay me to buy a ticket to the. But if see, you bought me a ticket and gave it to me, I wouldn't go because they're terrible. But then somehow they pull off a show. But the, but that's the difference is that the ones who knew what they were doing and you know who had a, a great view on it, especially as far as comics, was Ralphie May. Because I'm going to tell you, this is the the big story about comics. Um, when they do media interviews, lo- and I'm talking local media. So this is when they come to your town. Yes. 
Doesn't matter how big or small they are, they're going to do something. They're going to talk to a radio station, a TV station, you know, wake up San Diego. Yeah, promote the, the show. Hey, look who's here tonight. They're going to they're gonna be at the Ha Ha. You might know them from America's Got Talent, everyone. We've got two free tickets after the interview exactly. here. Give us a call. Now, a lot of comics used to love to hold back on their material because what? They're trying to get you to come to the show. Yeah, they don't want to give out all their right? good jokes. Ralphie May. And God bless Ralphie May. Rest in peace, Ralphie May. Once again, why is Ralphie May dead? And there's a lot of other shitty people alive. I have many questions. Ralphie May is a great person. We have met him. We have kind of weird connections to him, but he's a genuine person who's passed away, unfortunately. But Ralphie used to say, listen, you comics, stop that shit. He goes, you better, he goes, I want you to think about the size of the club that you're playing, right? And what is it? Maybe 500 people. Yeah. If you're small, 500, maybe a thousand. Um, he goes, now think about how many people are watching that TV show or listening to that radio interview. Do you think you should give them the best material you got or hold back to see if they buy a ticket? He goes, fuck no. You slay them. And then what happens is if they don't come to your show, they buy a ticket next time. Yeah. Or they subscribe to your podcast. Or they listen to your comedy album. Well, and here's the thing, too. Like, the pros knew how to do that if shit. If they show up to your show and you tell one of the same jokes you told on you know, the radio yeah, interview, they they're not going to get up and leave. Yeah, they're going to be like, fuck you, I'm leaving. Yeah. Right? Bands do it all the time. Bands can come to a Wake Up San Diego show and play you the song that they're going to play tonight. And people will still buy a yeah. ticket. And for some reason, comics have this big thing of, well, I'm holding back on the act. Fuck Ooh, no. Hold back. Do you remember trying to interview certain um, comics... Though who were, um, they were too much of a runaway train. Like they had a shtick and we were just there to kind of get them, which I, I understand. I can't think of any specifically. I remember the ones that sucked and they weren't necessarily comedians. I just, I remember the shitty interviews we did throughout. You don't our- remember the good ones? No, I remember That's, the good uh, ones. Yeah, I was about to say, at least you remember but the good I'm ones. But I'm saying I don't remember like any comic just like running away with the interview. I don't remember that Sometime, at all. Maybe I'm trying to think what's his name. Ah, oh, shit. Is it Chris Tucker? Not Chris Tucker. You did Fuck. a lot of really big name interviews I when you worked in interviews. Seattle, so I don't think this ever happened to us okay. as a morning show. Well, maybe it was me because I interviewed. Yeah, you're right. When I was in Seattle, right? I, I yeah, inter- I sure as shit would have remembered if I interviewed Chris Tucker. <laughs> interviewed like a big, like big na- Bill Bellamy. That's who it was. Okay, and yeah, that Bill was not with me. Bellamy. I had a fucking in. Like literally, my producer had this great story about how like she had stayed at some kind of fucking retreat and he was there and there was an interaction and I was going for and he was like he had a shtick and he knew he had seven minutes on the air with us and he was going to deliver this like six minute mini set and I was going to kind of guide him around it which was cool he was funny but I was like trying yeah like when I tried to ask him other shit he's like Oh yeah, that's funny. Anyways, and then he would it get goes back to his story. goes back and doesn't necessarily bat. Here's the thing too: you got to remember, not all radio jocks are good at interviews. It's a right? it's a, it's an actual art, which we always say Howard Stern is so good at. He has he learned is, how to be good. Yes, he's learned, but and it took him time. Yeah. I just like it takes everybody time, but not all radio jocks give a good interview. So this guy, Bill Bellamy, probably thought, well, screw it. I'll I'm going to do my shtick, I'm right? just going to do my shtick and make me sound good because I can't rely on them. Yeah. Which, and But unfortunately, then he gets to somebody like you who can do an interview, and he's still just blowing through his six minutes of right? material. I will admit with the podcast, and I'm, I'm kind of like you too, where I want to find one that I can listen to can't man it maybe sucks. like someone listens to us right like like i you know we have people get a hold of us and they say oh man like i love every tuesday and friday when i wake up and boom there's a new episode which by the way sorry when we miss them right we're like 
We got busy we this summer. We haven't really missed that many, We missed though. like two or three. We missed a few. But I've been trying to find that show for me, and I haven't been. But I'll tell you what I've gotten the closest to. And this kind of goes this, towards what you were saying about professional setups and recordings and all that. A lot of the ones that are also shot on video make their way to YouTube and they're comics or famous people. And I, I'm so, I, I hate saying that because we've talked about how in this world of podcasting where there's no more gatekeeping, right? Because anyone can do it. There's definitely not equity because people who are famous can just start a podcast and go, I'm Joe Blow, and this is my Joe Blow podcast, and you know Joe Blow from years of TV. Of course you're going to listen to Joe Blow's podcast. Yeah, and that that sucks. It has kind of put a damper on it for regular people. because, And, you know, a celebrity says, hey, I'm going to talk out of pocket and off the cuff on a podcast. You should listen. Of course you're going to listen. Like they got Tom, the stories. Like, seriously, if Tom Hanks tomorrow was like, I'm, I've got a podcast, I'd listen to his Everyone's podcast. In. I mean, who wouldn't? But then the people who are really trying to get out there. They'll get, never get that. Like, me no. and you will never get that reach. Like, no. I, I can tell you right now, the amount of shit that I randomly stop on and watch from Steve-O's Wild Ride right? He, he does his podcast and same thing. It's done podcast and video. So not only are we uploading it to a visual medium, but then they slice it up into clips. Yeah. They have a producer, right? Then someone's putting up just the best bits, not the just two hour long thing. And he's telling stories about, you know, the time I did lines of cocaine with this guy from Motley Crue. Yeah, exactly. No you, one else can beat, beat that. that story. No, we can't beat that. So why even try? When the movie's number one and Bam Margera's MIA from, you know, a fucking rehab, him and Johnny Knoxville can talk on there about intimate shit and, and I, no one else can do that. I'd rather listen to that than listen to us. I get it. I understand. See, and that's why I like last night when I was, uh, I was cleaning up. I wasn't even cleaning up. We went out and did shopping and I was putting away some of the meat we bought. I was packaging it in a separate, you know, containers. And I, I, I wanted to pop something out without a TV show. And so I ended up putting on uh, Two Bears, One Cave. That's the Tom Segura and uh, Bert podcast. I think they were talking all about the one time they got high with Norm McDonald. Exactly. Right? And, Can't and that. Again, it was a funny story because they were just talking about how old well, we were young comics and he was kind of already established and we couldn't believe he was willing to get that high before a set. But yeah, then, exactly. Me saying, oh, I went to Disney and almost shit my pants on Smuggler's Run. Like, that doesn't beat out that story. I, I and I understand. Yeah. Do you know why? Because you almost. I, if See, I would have shit, shit your pants. if you would have shit you might be on par with... Getting high with Norm McDonald before a set. It was it was going to come out one end or the other. I had to really decide which one I wanted to embarrass myself with. Luckily, I, I stifled it. But that's the weird part is that those are the podcasts that I find myself. And then not even that, it rolls into what? Another one where they have like David Spade on. Yeah. And now Spade's talking shit. And it's just, I don't know. Like it's, uh, I, I get it where I wish I could find one that I like. And then the ones that I do go to our celebrity and I feel like I'm contributing to the celebrity culture obsession yeah, we have. You know. Those are good podcasts, by the way. Steve-O's Wild Ride. Yeah. Not the whole thing, just the clips. I don't yeah. even listen to the whole thing. Just give me the fucking clips. Yeah. I want the stories. What are the stories you want from us today? What are the stories we want? How's everyone doing? You doing all right? You know, we're getting close to 100,000 uh, downloads. Holy shit. I know, right? <laughs> so if you're someone listening somewhere... Thanks for downloading. Click subscribe. See, when you click subscribe on, on whatever app it is, let's be honest, now that I've gone into the deep dive of our statistics, it's Apple Podcasts. All of you are listening on Apple Podcasts. No, that's not true. 
Most. 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 But remember A when, majority. Remember when we first started the podcast? Like, everybody messaged us with their totally random platform. Uh, everyone had a random app they used, They're right? like, are you guys going to be up on a chew? Like, no, we're not. <laughs> what the hell is that? Love Pull- you know, a chew is a real non-corporate platform for music <laughs> and creators. What the fuck? What about orangechicken.com? Huh? Like, I don't fucking know. Just go to Apple. But it is funny. Spotify. When I do go then to break it down, it is, I mean, it's like, I'm not shitting you guys. It's like 90% Apple Podcasts, and then we split the other 10 between maybe Google, Alexa, and like Pandora. Like, it's, I mean, I'm just telling you what I see on there. But whichever way you are doing it, if you click subscribe, then we automatically show up on whatever device that is on Tuesdays and Fridays. And then we're here for you. So I don't really understand how they can do this, but I guess you're just kind of at the mercy of these homeowners. Um, I had an Airbnb booked for California for August, Mm -hmm. and I got an email this morning that they canceled it. And just canceled my Airbnb. We're less than 30 days out, way less. Like, we're a couple weeks out. They canceled my Airbnb. Now, hold on. Airbnb, of course, is where you rent out your house, right? Yeah. Or, I mean, I, I mean, in theory, it's supposed to be your house, but I think we've all figured out by now that people just buy houses and, and then, then they rent them out. They yeah. rent them out on Airbnb. You're not actually going to Mr. Johnson's house. You're going to a house owned by Mr. Well, Johnson. Because if you think about it, you know, let's say they charge 150 a night and somebody stays, you know, three nights, that's $450. Maybe your mortgage is $1,000 a month. So you're going to make a shit ton of money. Like, I get it. That's a, yeah. Well, yeah. You'll, I mean, you'll make that. I mean, you cover. I mean, it's an investment. Yeah. This is like opening up your own mini hotel. Now, the problem that we've been seeing it run into is that it's unlike a hotel where there's not a staff. Yeah. There's not uh, a concierge. There's not a big system. And apparently someone can then, unlike a Hilton. Yeah, Hilton's not just going to cancel on you. They can just send you a, a, I mean, how'd it go? Did you get an email? Like I got, I, an, I got an email this morning. It, w- it just said your um, Airbnb has been canceled. And then it said it, they refunded me like the $70 deposit. I was like, oh, 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 okay. All right. I don't get it. It says uh, I'm on the Airbnb website because one, I've used Airbnb quite successfully. And it's I've, a gr- I, I I've love never Airbnb. Had yeah. I love it. I'm sad that this my is the first time I think I've ever had an issue. I'm super sad that my BFF just went to Maui and they've outlawed Airbnbs in Maui. So he wasn't able to get one. He had to stay in a hotel. Right. And it's a whole nother conversation as to why. But like, I really do enjoy him and I've had great success with them everywhere from Maui to Inglewood to Chicago. I've been all over in Airbnbs. I've never had anyone ever pull out. I wouldn't no. know what to do if they did uh, on Airbnbs help center. Right. You go to their help center. Of course, they got to butter your balls here in the first uh, up front. They got to go. While it's rare, sometimes a host may need to cancel a reservation. We understand this can impact your plans in a big way. Rest assured that every booking made on Airbnb comes with air cover protection for guests against significant issues, including host cancellations within thirty days of check-in. It's way less than thirty days, but they they gave me the refund. I guess that's all they're really obligated to do. In the unlikely event a host needs to cancel your booking within 30 days of check-in, you'll automatically get a refund, and we can help you find a similar or better home to rebook. Oh, shut up. I would contact them. I can find a better place on my own. I know, but I would contact them because then they're going to have to be able to help you out and get you, like, a discount. I just find it so bizarre that they can do that because, like, you really... 
do ha, like you have to like you introduce yourself to the host and like you like like with them you butter their balls it, it's a little bit of a dog and pony show yeah, right you tell like, them why you're coming it, to town yeah, and, yeah so why don't i mean why i'm worthy of renting your place yeah so then why don't i get well, a reason that you pulled exactly. my reservation so okay so this is and and i since i've never had this happen i have all the questions i do too do they say like anything did no. it just say it was canceled so just it, would, said it was canceled that's okay. it so you didn't get a note from this person no i got multiple emails but none of them stated yeah. why and yeah sure it's none of my business it really isn't because it's yeah. their house but i still think i gave you money and you know kissed your butt a little bit why can't you just tell I mean, me I, why you pulled the reservation i guess we should figure out this first hold on where were you going uh, Rancho Mirage, California. Where is Rancho Mirage, California? It's right near the Arizona border. Okay, you were going when? Uh, Mid-August. And you were going for? An Irish dance competition. Okay, how many nights? I was going for three nights. Okay, and this was, um, you were choosing this over a hotel because? It was cheaper. Okay. I'm not spending $150 a night for a hotel. It's stupid. Uh, so so that was your plan. Was this just for you? Were you going to yes, have other? just for me. All right, so just for you. Uh, you rented this place. You put you. When did you find this this uh, uh, Airbnb? Shit, beginning of June. Okay. I think I booked it on like June seventh. So you got so. it all. I mean, so you're like me. Like I'm going to Chicago in six weeks, and I have an Airbnb booked, right? Yeah. And I put my deposit down and all that stuff. It would be like me then a getting month an before saying they're out. Yeah, you'd get an email like yeah. on the first of August saying your your reservation. What are you gonna do? I mean, well, when did you find out? When did you find out? This morning. This morning. What are you gonna do? Find another one. Ah. Call Airbnb, bitch at them. Make them find you one. They said in the help center, they'll help you find it. Well, it's just like kind of overall frustrating because these dance competitions, they, they have a, like a block of discounted rooms, but they never have enough for the amount of people that are coming to these things. So all these people well, are without rooms. And it's really expensive too. AJ, yeah. in case you're wondering, the Irish dance world is much like every dance world. It's meant to suck money out yeah, of you. Yeah, it's a money grab. Just like when I was at Disneyland, I saw these little girls dressed up. I'm like, oh, they got, you know, who's got to go into California for some kind of a dance competition. Yeah. And now dad has to foot the fucking bill. Um, so within this whole, you know, dance thing, you normally get booked at bougier resorts that's my experience here in, in arizona. arizona not not in the midwest no because there are no bougie resorts. well that and in the midwest they usually just grab like a convention center yeah. or a big hall yeah. or something for some reason out here it's all fancy resorts so you figured out like the last one you went to was in sedona you said you felt really no, not sedona scottsdale scottsdale you said you, you felt really outclassed yeah, so, I booked one night because I didn't want to pay okay. what they were charging. So, so let me get this probably correct that this place out in Rancho Mirage, let me guess, there's a block of rooms at a resort. Yes. Yeah, of course. And it was like $150 a night. and they Plus resort fees, by the way. Plus, oh my they God. They all fuck you now with resort fees, which I don't even know what resort fees are. I don't either. And I, it's a ripoff. That's what it is. That, whatever the pool is with a fluffy uh, towel is not a resort fee. Well, and that's kind of why I didn't want to stay there because I'm like, I have a pool at home. Like, I'm very lucky. Yeah. I don't need a pool. The only, it's convenient staying at the hotel that the competition. For the competition because you can walk out of your room and you can walk yes, down to the convention hall. Can, yeah, and then, yeah. you know, between dances, you can go back to your room and you can take your dress off and kind of, you know, relax for a few. Now, if you're staying off site, you just got to find a place to do that. But it's really not a big deal. Okay. I've just never Has had anyone, somebody pull out like that. Can we we just bring up the obvious, and 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 this is tough, right? Because this is when you start, you know, you realize the depths of the people you're swimming in uh, financially, right? Because we're all in our own yeah. different boats. Has anyone suggested maybe not having these fucking things at like Del Boca Vista in you know the middle of the desert? 
Like there's got to be Calboca Vista would be cheaper. There's got to be a fucking Holiday Inn banquet center somewhere in Arizona. But or or is this part of it? Like are, are the people involved? Do you think they like the weekends at the? I don't know. I don't know. I don't really think anybody's that bougie. And like at the last one I went to, I think I said this on a previous podcast, I was hanging out with yeah. one of the dance moms whose daughter dances. She volunteers with the school. Mm-hmm. And like, I know they live in a very nice big house here yeah. in the Tucson area. She said, I feel outclassed here. Yeah. She's like, I don't feel like I belong. I'm like, yeah, no shit. Neither so do who I. sets the, uh, who sets the agenda? The Who's, schools do. The, oh, son the, of a bitch. The school hosts a competition the and problem. they get to pick where it is. That's the problem. Listen, all these schools, and I've been with this woman long enough to know that a majority, not all, because she's going to immediately tell me how I'm wrong, but a majority in the bigger towns, they're owned by folks who've done well for themselves, usually in the field. Yeah. But because of that, you live a different lifestyle. Oh, yeah. Right? Once you've toured with River Dance and you've done all these fancy things, you do the finer things in life. So if they're the ones that get to pick the location, you're fucked because they're living in a different world. Well, and they have been. Like, they just do nicer things than we do. I mean, it doesn't really matter for them because they're local. You guys should so tell So they them. don't even stay at the resort. They you guys should. You guys <laughs> should. That's the best you part. You guys should tell them we want to at a, at a fucking banquet hall. We want a VFW banquet hall. They have VFW banquet halls out here? I'm sure they have VFW banquet That's halls That's what you guys everywhere. need. I don't know. I just think it's bizarre. I've never had an Airbnb just pull on me for no reason less than 30 days out and... Again, I feel like I'm owed a reason, but I'm I'm probably so not. I'm so I'm serious. Well, one, I'm glad that you got your instant, you know, uh, 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 refund and all that. But two, I would seriously contact Airbnb, right? The one thing I'll say about the fucking apps, whether it's DoorDash, I don't know any of them, really. Even Samsung. I was chatting with Samsung through an app. The customer service is pretty on point. Yeah, no, they definitely want to, they want you to leave happy. Right, like, I mean, DoorDashes, they're so great with us. The few times we've had issues, right? They're real fast to like say, okay, let's go ahead and resolve this. I feel like Airbnb is the same way. Remember when we had to, you want to talk about the opposite problem that AJ is dealing with right now, right? Having a host cancel on her. We had to cancel on an Airbnb within 48 hours. Yeah, we were in Maui, shockingly enough, keep bringing up Maui today. But we were in Maui, and we were expecting to island hop to the big island of Hawaii and stay at an Airbnb there, except it was during COVID. We weren't able to get the proper test to do inter-island flights because it was different than the test you had to take for mainland to Hawaii flights. Yeah, man, I thought we had all of our bases <sighs> covered with that, sh- that so trip, different. and we, we missed one ah. little thing. But we had to contact our Airbnb on the big island and say, hey, I know it's the most expensive week of the year for you, but I'm stuck on the island next to you. And unfortunately, it's 50 miles away, but I can't get there. And Airbnb quickly, like, got that negotiated between us and done. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm talking within, like, 12 hours. It was like, boom, 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 So, wait a second. We canceled on that Airbnb and gave a reason, but they can cancel on me and not give a reason. I did give a reason. That's bullshit. I mean, it's also because we booked that Airbnb a couple times. Well, I know, and those people know us. They're very nice. I want to let them know I'm not fucking you guys. I didn't just book this week of Christmas and decide to bomb out on you. I'm stuck in Maui, and stuck is a very harsh word to use. Well, yeah. 
I, the, the shitty part is too, like Rancho Mirage. This is like by Palm Springs. This I was, is by Coachella. You know I was wondering because we just drove. Everything there is fancy as fuck. We just drove through that area coming back from Disneyland, right? We drove through, yes, Palm Springs, fan Palm Springs. Yes, Indio with the Coachella Valley and all. But Nowhere it, near the ocean, by the no, way. Yeah, right. We, I mean, it is. I always thought Coachella was by water. No. Jesus pa- Christ. Coachella, Palm Springs, Rancho Mirage. It's very desolate. I mean, it's on the border of Arizona. It's, I knew, it's very deserty. I knew Palm Springs was because I remember I had enough friends. I have an old boss of mine who went there. He retired there, and now he programmed. Of course, radio guys never stop fucking working. No, mainly because they're eating Alpo in retirement. Well, exactly. <laughs> what retirement? But he started programming a radio station out there called K Gay. Great Isn't that great, Palm Springs? But when he moved out there, he was the first one who would bring up the heat, and that's when I had to ask him, like. Hold on, is that hot there? And he's like, you know, we're in the desert, right? Yeah, I'm like, get the fuck out of here! It's I way inland. Yeah, I did not incorporate anywhere in California, let alone Palm Springs, this famed, you know, kind of like gay, like fucking retreat town, to be in the desert. And then I've learned it is. And we we're driving through that some bitch, and you got to go through Palm Springs, then you hit Indio, which yeah. is where Coachella is. Then you hit Arizona. Holy shit! Like so, that much, now I know why they have Coachella in like April or whatever. I mean, it kind of sucks because I was looking up other hotels around there, and like Dude. to be honest with you, that resort is one of the cheaper ones. No shit. So yeah. they actually helped you out. <laughs> the local, uh, the local schools, like we'll find the cheapest of the bougie places. I mean, I'm stuck because I want. I'm like, I'll just book another Airbnb. It's fine, but yeah. they add on so many fees at the end that it ends up not being a whole lot less Stuff. than the hotel. Oh, you motherfuckers. Like, why can't... It's like, I think I read something like that in some sort of BuzzFeed article about what Europeans think is weird about the United States. Yeah. And they're like, your pricing's weird. They yeah. said, aside from the fact that you have to tip at restaurants, which is not a thing overseas. Well, and, and the fact that we don't factor tax yeah. into the price They're of, like, if something's yeah. three ninety nine, why is it then four fifteen when I bring it up to the cash register? Yeah. And I feel the same way about this. The Airbnb, everything adds on like twenty different because fees every by the cleaning end. fee is different, yeah. and 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 every place has yeah, I agree. By the time I had it all mapped out, like yeah. math wise, it was not that much yeah. less than the the resort. But but now there are no rooms at the resort, so oh, what the hell? I was gonna say stupid. You do have to watch for that because I get the same way. We're on Airbnb. I go, oh, this is a great deal, and then I fail to look at the cleaning fee and the this fee, and then all of a sudden I'm racking up a couple hundred dollars. In yeah, fees. no, what I'm gonna do is. Is pick out a couple, look yeah. at the fees, yeah, and then do the math as to what would be cheaper. I still say you got, man. I know you don't want to because you're such a get her done, just do it yourself kind of person. But I, I'm telling you, if you got to hold the Airbnb, even if just through a chat through an email, I feel you're within 30 days, but I man. Think they'll help me. Yeah. I feel like they can get you a place at a discount. I feel like you could be like, what the fuck? And one, wouldn't you want them to know about? this person canceling. Yeah. Well, I'm, right? sure, like, I'm sure they do. They I mean, sent me the image. Yeah, they, they do. But I feel like you should let them know like, Hey, just so you know, one of your, cause this reflects badly on them. Yeah. Part of the Airbnb ecosystem is that, well, wherever you go, the place is there. Yeah. You can't, because again, this would never happen with holiday Inn. No. holiday Inn would never call you a month ahead of time and go, Hey, by the way, we canceled your reservation. Here's would, a refund. And here's that's a refund. It. <laughs> it would never. I mean, they would put you in another hotel. Yeah, no, I get they it. would upgrade you to a better room, but they'd never just be like your SOL. And I again, I get it. It's this. It's it's this person's house. It's their yeah. guest house. They were going to let me use, and that's fine. But I still feel like a reason is not a lot to ask. See, I always feel like they they figured out they can make more money, and then they want to cancel on you to make more money. 
That's probably, what I owe. Yeah, probably. That's, that's what I feel like. Yeah, I have no doubt that could be the reason. Dude. Maybe somebody wanted to book it for like a two-week period while right. I was there, and they canceled me to They're let like, that person book. Right, they're like, oh, we, we would have taken it for two weeks, but you don't have it available for those those two days so during the weekend. So then he cancels on me and makes a bajillion dollars. I get it. It's hard because yeah. this is somebody else's. This isn't a business. This is a person's house this or is, a guest um, house, so you're kind of at the mercy of them, but it still sucks. What is it? This uh, reminds me of uh, this happened to us before. With the car app. What's the car app? Turo. Turo, yeah. Has anyone used Turo before? I just had one of my clients bring up Turo to me. She- I'm using Turo when I go to Milwaukee for a wedding because, yeah. oh my God, and I won't even go into it. Um, apparently, the Milwaukee airport, uh, the car <laughs> rental desks, M- Mitchell International, I want everybody to hear this. <laughs> They close their car rental desks at a certain point in the night. So flights that get in late, you don't get to pick up your rental car. You have to take an you have to take an Uber to wherever you want to be and then come back the next day. Oh, it's stupid. But I'm my flight gets in late, so I'm like, I'll do Turo because that's a lot easier. That's person to person, so, that's yeah. not company. Turo is literally the automobile version of Airbnb yeah. where you rent out your car. And like anything else, you, it's everything from a Toyota Corolla to you want to be a fancy badass. Someone owns a Ferrari yeah. and they will allow you for probably too much goddamn money per oh, yeah. day to rent that Ferrari. Um, and it's the same kind of ecosystem as Airbnb. It's the same ecosystem for people. Like I said, I had a client who just recently brought up an investment opportunity because someone they know are buying a fleet of cars yeah. and they want to put them on Turo, right? They're going to buy a fleet of Teslas oh and, and, and you could charge more for them. And so now it's becoming kind of just like with the Airbnb where we're buying houses just to rent them out. People are buying cars yeah. just to rent them out. So we were doing Turo and it worked out really well during Carmageddon. Remember that, everyone? Yes, when you couldn't get a car. Remember when all the all the rental car played? There were no more cars. And I went on Turo, got us a rental car for when we were going to be in Hawaii. That big island trip I was just telling you about that we never got to because of COVID. And it's actually a good thing we didn't get to the big island. You know why? Because a Turo reservation that I had probably a good six to seven months in advance. See, that's messed up. Dude hits me up 72 hours before we were supposed to land. And goes, oh, hey, man, I'm sorry. I moved back to the big island or, or to the mainland. My car's not there. Oh, my God. Right? What a douche canoe. And I mean, you know. Oh, by the way. By the way. Which, what I think happens was this guy bounced back to the mainland. Right? Because it is COVID time, right? Yeah, it's fucking crazy. That's fine. Maybe However. Maybe you, you had to leave. I think the little push notification came up that goes reminder he you forgot, have yeah. you have a a turo reservation coming up and then he's like oh shit and Oops. then reaches out to me and cancels and for us again it all worked out because it turns out i was going to cancel on him no big deal but still but something like this yeah i, I don't know i mean i'm using turo because uh, aside from the fact that mitchell international your car <laughs> rental so situation is a shit show and i can say that because i'm from milwaukee um, but I actually looked into renting a car when I get there because my parents don't drive. They're both disabled. In so I have to have a car. Yeah. yeah. And car rentals right now. Are they hot too? Are nuts. I mean, last time I went to Milwaukee, I paid $24 a day for a car rental. I thought, I don't know why. Maybe prices had stayed the same. Yeah. I couldn't find a rental for less than $50 a day. A day. And Turo, not a lot better, but still cheaper, which yep. is why I'm like, I'm going to go with Turo because I won't be able to get my car when I get off the plane. 
I don't know. Everything's a shit show right now. I think we can all, I mean, just everything, everything's a shit show. The only weird part about me with Turo is, and this is just the fact that I grew up in a neighborhood where we knew people's cars. Yeah. Right? I mean, we knew people's cars from coming down the block. You're like, who's that? Oh, it's Poochie. You knew his car. That can also be a bad thing sometimes. <laughs> oh, that's that motherfucker right there. Wait, I, I just rented his car. You imagine that, dude? No. Like You're driving through Inglewood like in a Turo rental, and then some dude starts rushing your car like, you motherfucker. And you're like, ah, hi. Do you get I'm, a refund for that? <laughs> I'm from South Dakota. Um, I'm just here. Don't go getting yourself killed in California. Uh, I do think you should get a hold of Airbnb. I probably will. Good customer service, right? That's how we can yeah. judge any company out there is how their customer service Very is. true, very true. Go get your customer service. I will. The Pat and AJ Podcast Network is available on all your favorite audio platforms. Subscribe today. Follow Pat and AJ on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook now at Pat and AJ. PatandAJ.com. Support the Pat and AJ Podcast Network today by donating on Venmo or Cash App. Powered by the people. The Pat and AJ Podcast.